Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Oh, yeah. Hello. Uh, welcome to... Jeez, that was a bit boganish, wasn't it? The start of the show. Welcome to Off The Bench NRL. Scotty Sattler. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Listeners and Woogie, um, Thursday night, really enjoyed the game. Yes, we had the pleasure of being at Suncourt for that. We'll talk about that. I was so angry at halftime. You and I are texting each other, and I'm going, I just I was calling South a bunch of big heads at halftime. They just weren't, they weren't, their effort was down, right? It was down, but we know what I loved about Thursday night's game is you've got a team that's defying everything at the moment yeah, and surprising everyone how well they're playing with the Dolphins. But then when South get into a mood, you yeah. can't stop them. Yeah, you can't. And that's particularly really, off the back of penalties. And, yeah, and you know, that it had controversy with Kenny Bromwich going off, and the controversy with the with the Cody Walker try and the Campbell Graham try. Were they tries? And um, just, I looked it had at everything. I, I loved it. I got home and watched that game and uh, on KO, and I I know there's nothing wrong with that Campbell Graham try. He had he had eyes on the ball the whole time. There is one angle, and I'm sure we'll talk about. It. There's one angle actually um, that shows that. It's actually a, a shoulder-to-shoulder competition when that yeah. contest, which you're allowed to do in the game. Yeah, no, and it's good. It's it's good to see the NRL aren't as tough on that. I mean, you're contesting for a ball. Mm. If he if he had eyes on the player only, the defender. I think it was you and Aiken. If he had eyes on that defender only, then yeah, penalty. Yeah, but he was looking. He was trying to get through a bunch of players to get to the ball, and you and Aiken just happened to be in the way. Well, they're, they're saying that you and Aiken changed his. Changed his running line, line. as well. Yeah. So, was it uh, Ewan or Aiken, or was it you and Aiken? It was you and Aiken. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Wonderful. Hey, bad dad joke. What a way to start the show. Big one today. Our Bulldogs prop Maxi King will be joining us, and and along with his fiance. Uh, and we didn't plan this. She was just sitting next to him on the couch. Christy Young is her name. They're getting married soon, and I don't know why she's going to marry him. Yeah, I know exactly. He's got the worst mustache. And he's got a head on him like a drop pie. Wait till you hear the disgusting thing about him she doesn't like. So they met in church, which yes. which he'll tell you. Uh, they're going to remain celibate till till after their marriage. Um, they don't live together. It's very old. It's a very it's old, old fashioned. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. So he, he's a he's a great young man. Max King comes from a beautiful family. They all live in the the uh, the, the Maitland Walls End sort of area. In Newcastle. So, yeah, he's a, he's a beautiful kid, Max King. So, if you're uh, listening to us uh, in Sydney, uh, Bulldog supporters, or if you're listening on 2HD in Newcastle, you'll love this chat with Max King coming up uh, real soon. Chris Nelson's got some uh, good oil for Saturday afternoon racing in Queensland. Uh, actually, a big one I'm going to mention to him as well is that um, SEN, of course, who we broadcast to and our employer, um, We've got a horse in the Quokka in WA today. We bought a slot. The company bought a slot. Is this actually Quokka's racing or? No. It's no. actually a horse. It's No, no. The Quokka is the race. It's a big $4 million race in Perth. Quokka's. Quokka's. Quokka's racing. No. It's the called little the furry Quokka. <laughs> it's called the Quokka. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we've got a horse in it. Yeah. We bought a slot. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you buy the slot that the horse is already in. You don't buy the horse, you buy the slot. You buy the slot and you get, and then you're given a horse. Okay, gotcha. And then they have a barrier trial, which they stuffed up 
last Oh, week. yeah, I heard someone talking <laughs> about this great. during the week. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So um, that's a big race happening in uh, Western Australia this weekend as well. So uh, look out for, for our horse. The name escapes me, but by the time we get Chris Nelson on, I'll have that uh, for you. But what a week in news it's been. Um, off the back of the Broncos securing Kevy for another couple of years, I think it was, Sats, they've now started their chats uh, with Payne Haas. Um, he could become Brisbane's first $1 million forward, uh, currently on about 850000 Only 850000 I know. But he's <laughs> look, I think he's worth every cent. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, I mean, he, he gives you a full 80 minutes most times. The thing you've got to look at, I believe, when you look at million-dollar players, Woogie, is you look at, one, do they influence the scoreboard? First and foremost, do they influence the scoreboard? I think he ticked that box. Yes, he does. Because what he does is he tramples over every other forward pack. He plays 80 minutes you know, most weeks. Probably the least amount he'll play would be 65 minutes. Yeah. Gets through a ton of work. But what he does do is he allows guys like Reese Walsh and Adam Reynolds and co. He, he just gives them so much time because the defense is on the back foot. So he allows everyone else to do what they've got to do because of the work that he and other players around him do. But mostly pain half. The next box you've got to tick is... Do players, would players come to the club and want to play with him? I think you tick that box. Yes. Has he improved his game? Yeah, he's actually got a pass and an offload in his game now. It's quite prevalent in his game when before it was just run, try and tackle me. And then the next box you got to tick is, do fans pay money to get out of their house, get in their car, public transport, go to the stadium, sit in the stand, buy a ticket and watch him play? Yep. I, t- I think he ticks that box as well. So when you look at all those categories, is he worth nine hundred to a million dollars? Yeah, he is. I think the other box is would other clubs want him? Would other clubs pay the same amount? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And would the best clubs? Yeah. Let's say the Roosters. If he was going to oh. go on the open market, would the Roosters, if they had the money, would they pay a million dollars for Payne House? Yeah, absolutely. they would. Absolutely. And I reckon that, Wayne Bennett would at Dolphins. Yeah. Too. So it's not a it's not a question about whether your West Tigers or your Dolphins, those sort of clubs would pay a million because they have to sometimes. They've mm. got to pay overs. Mm. Is the best club going to pay a million dollars for him? Would Melbourne Storm pay a million for him? Yeah, probably close to. That's a really interesting thing you just talked about then when you said about clubs paying overs. Once upon a time, Broncos never paid overs. Always played unders. That's because you knew you were going to win. You were a very good chance of winning a premiership. Well, yeah, had half the Australian there was, team. There was there. also the argument, oh, they were getting money under the table. You know, that was never proven, but... What Brisbane always was is a one-team town, and the players signed there because, one, it was a Queensland club. Two, they got to stay at home. Three, they got to meet all these third-party people who they could Free do, drink cards. They could do business with. A lot of the Broncos players from those first 88, 89, 90 years, and they all went on and you know, retired around yep. 2000, a large portion of them have really successful businesses. Or media careers. Because they've yep. met. They've met all these third yep. parties along the way. So, yeah, with, with Payne Haas, the other thing about Payne Haas is I don't think he's going to go anywhere because, you know, his mum is going to serve a lengthy sentence in prison. You know, there's a chance that she may never get out of prison from her, you know, from what, she, uh, what she's been charged with. And for him, for a young man who is so close to his family, whether you agree with their actions or not, her actions or not, uh, he'll want to be as close by well, as possible to yeah. be able to visit her when she's incarcerated. And I think he's handled that situation very well. He's t- he seems to have taken himself away from the situation yeah. when a, when before he was heavily involved in yeah. what was what was going on with certain parts of his family. So he's been able to separate it. 
from all reports, he's done a lot of work on himself emotionally with with a sports psychologist, which allows him to separate life yep. and footy and yep. not let it affect the, each and other. The noise. So, I, I, we, we actually were talking about on Thursday night, um, Matty Rogers and myself and Julian King, one of our colleagues, um, who and Adam Jackson, who works for Channel Nine, who would have been the last highest paid forward. It was you and I talking about that at the Broncos. Was it you and I? Yeah, was it? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, Wookie, but um, and I, I, I sort of. Later on, I thought maybe Adam Blair. Adam Blair signed for big money, might have been about six hundred odd thousand dollars. Um, so it would have been probably him. Where, where, probably before Carrigan. We, before we move on from Payne Haas, where does he sit amongst front rowers in in the history of the Broncos? Oh well, I think Webke and Petro are still two of the best. Right, Lazarus, yeah, the three Lazarus, of them. Yeah. Uh, Payne's got to win a comp. Yep. Okay. He sits at the same table. And has a meal with him and talks rugby league and it's great, but he's not he's not a major part of the conversation at the moment. But when it comes to the history of the Broncos, uh, he's got to win a comp to be able to stick his chest out and say, "Hey Petro, hey Shane, hey Andrew G, hey Glenn Lazarus, whatever it may be." Um, how about those premierships we won? Some, some he's of... the best front. He's the best regular season front rower in the world at the moment. Yep, um, he's got to dominate Origin. He's had he's had a bit of injury over the last yeah, couple of years, and he's yeah. got to win a comp. But yep. I think by the time he retires, he'll be one of our he'll be one of our greatest front rows we've seen. Talk about son of a gun, Jaden Campbell. Now you and I disagree on this. I agree with Matt Rogers on this. Our our co-host on Sports Day. I, I saw him firsthand last Sunday against the Dragons at Seabus, and he's his game. Yes, while defensively he's got a lot of improvements to make, but attacking wise, that that move he put on just on right on half time, where he just had a look sats at what was in front of him. There was no it was no move and he just went, I'm going for it. He nearly pulled off the try of the year mm. with a kick. He's special. Yep. I um is there any chance? Is there any chance that the Titans are thinking, Rodio, he's out he's gonna be our starting half back, our fullback I should say, and we move AJ Brimson to the bench no. into the fourteen. No. What about easing Brimson back in? Should he come back in the 14? Oh, yeah, if, he, if he's eased back in, absolutely. But when and when everyone's fit, not only is AJ so important to the team, especially defensively, positionally, but two, he's a lot like Jaden where he can create something out of absolutely nothing. He's got a really good short kicking game as well. They, they get six agains and, and also repeat sets. But if Tino's not captain, AJ is. That's how important he is to the squad. Uh, to put him as a number 14, I think you, you waste him. You're not using him for, for his value. Because at the start of the game is when the Titans, when they're on the front foot, it's because AJ injects himself really early into the yeah, game. Right. Yep. And that could happen with, with Jaden as well. I just think AJ's got his whole life at the moment. I think he's, he's got a great routine, and that's why he's playing rugby league. I think Jaden's still trying to find where he fits in rugby league. What position do I play? How do I prepare? You know, what's, what am I like away from training? All those sort of areas are things that I think Jaden is still is still learning. Um, I'd hate to see him leave the Gold Coast. He'll ne- uh, Mal Meninga has said on on SCNQ that he that he won't be going anywhere. The Parramatta have shown. Well, they'll be doing him. everything to keep. Yeah, him. but it might get to the stage where if Jaden hasn't got a starting position, he's he's unfortunately got to go. And we see it quite a bit happen. We've seen it with the West Tigers at the moment. Tommy Talao, they're, they're outside back. He's not playing first grade. And clubs are starting to ask whether he can be released early to, to their club. Yeah, which I wouldn't. No, we, if you want to win comps, 
you've got to have depth. That's right. Unfortunately for yeah. the player, it's not in the best interest of you, but it is for the club. Players' contracts came under the spotlight during the week, and we talked about it. We had a healthy discussion about this on Wednesday night on Sports Day. Uh, Paul Kentz, on behalf of Ricky Stewart, uh, putting it out there in the media. It comes up every year. Should, should players' contracts uh, be made public uh, just to make sure that the team, uh, the clubs are doing the right thing? You've switched. I have you, a you're bit. now in favour of this. Yeah, I never used to. I always think, oh, who cares? Like, usually the media, are, they're pretty much on the money. So if they say, if they say that uh, Jack Whiten's currently earning $800,000 a year for argument's sake, mm. they're usually $50,000 either side because they, they talk to the player managers. The player managers give them a bit of an idea of, of what the player's going to earn. But there's still always that speculation. So... Because the integrity of clubs is always questioned, most notably the Roosters and the Broncos, it um, it gives an opportunity for those clubs to go, you know what, we're transparent. Here we go. Here's, here's our player contracts. This is the salary cap. There's no bonuses attached to any players. So, you know, we're still going to come back to the same point. We're all going to be arguing about whether a certain player is worth that amount of money. And at the moment, why, why at the are moment, we arguing about it? Well, at the moment, we date a, debate about a player based on speculation, what the media says. But when we make it transparent, we're still going to be debating about whether a player is going to be worth a certain amount of money. But it, I just think it just takes it takes all the all the pressure and and the questions of integrity around clubs about whether they're cheating the salary cap or not. Now, the NRL should be on top of that, and they are on top of it. But when you go one step further. And make it transparent. Well, it it acts as a bit of a safeguard for the NRL as well. That that all eyes are watching now, not just some eyes. I wouldn't be giving that information to the grubby media. Well, so I know. So, by the way, not calling Paul Kent grubby. I'm talking about in general. There are people, but we're media. You say so you're calling we're we're. But grubby we don't, I don't. I don't want to know. I don't need to know. I don't care. But we talk about it anyway. Only because other media bring it up. We never. But, but we we never, are the media. Yeah, but we never drive that discussion. Oh, well, sometimes we do, based on based on our some inside knowledge that we may get from. But what does it matter? Let the NRL do their job. Because, Let them do their audits. Because athletes in any sport, male yeah. or female, are their their figures of interest to people in the public. But their wage isn't. And, well, Why is, should their wage because, be? Because we talk, we're talking about it now. Only I'm talking about in the manner that it if, shouldn't be if public. If we shouldn't care about it, we shouldn't even talk about it at all. No, because it annoys me that the likes of you and Kenty, your good mate, oh, Kenty, uh, are all for this. I just go... And I'm not... I don't care either way, but if it means... If it means well, you do. But if it means... Because you put it on the run sheet and you want me to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> Listen, correct me if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. I don't care whether it's either way. Okay. But it's, yeah, but if, if the integrity of a club or the NRL is being questioned, just go and do it. Your old boys, the Panthers, have some tough decisions, according to our producer, Daddy Vass, coming up. Uh, Dylan Edwards and Jerome Luai both able to talk to rival clubs come November 1. Can they, before I ask you the question, if you had to save one, who would you save? But... Um, it, oh, is there enough room for both of them anyway with the amount of players coming off contract and yeah. leaving the club? Well, there is because it just comes down to how much they're willing to accept. Yeah. Now, the NRL puts a basement price on every player. That's new, isn't it? Well, it's it's been around for not, not a long time, but in recent years. So to explain that to the listeners, if you are Dylan Edwards, maybe three years ago, your basement price, once upon a time, if I, if I offered you 
$500,000. Done. And, but then you went and signed with the Newcastle Knights for two hundred and fifty. I wouldn't do that. The NRL would go, okay, you know, worry. Well, he's, he wants to go to Newcastle. He likes the area. <laughs> but people are going, no, hang on a sec. This he raises like too money. many questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the basement price on Dylan Edwards three years ago when he was questioned about whether he's the right man for Penrith, is he going to be good enough to win them a premiership? His basement price may have been $400,000. And does that last for the eternity of no, the contract? No, no it, con- no, it continues to – when you come off the contract, yeah, because you've already signed for a number yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that continually increases based on how you play. And, and who who's the judge? The NRL, the judge well, of that? Well, salary cap order. They've got, a, they've got a team that know the game. They know the trends. So Dylan Edwards may have gone from a $400,000 player to a six hundred. Clive Churchill medalist. Yeah. And probably most one of the most reliable players in the competition. Yep. To maybe six hundred and fifty thousand now, maybe his basement price. So, right. if the Penrith Panthers come in and say we want to sign you for six hundred thousand, that that'll get signed off. Or another club says we want to offer you six hundred thousand dollars. The NRL will say no. Really? No, no. There's got to be a little bit of leeway, like ten percent or something. Uh, you well, think? I don't know, but they'll say no. You you, you can't do that. Now you're, you're taking the Mickey now. Right. Yeah. So, um, with Jerome and Dylan, both of them would have basement prices because they're playing at their junior club. There may be some, some, um, some allowances yep. around that as well. Um, are they both million dollar players? No, they're not. But in saying that, I, they could probably they've lost Spencer Lenu. I know he's a front rower, and it's completely different positions. You got to assign certain money to different positions. Yep. But, um. They'll command pretty big money to some clubs. If you had to lose one, it'd be Luai, right? It doesn't matter who plays. Well, I don't know who, who, who depends, partners. It depends Cleary. who they've got coming through. That's the thing. If they've, if they've got a really good young fullback coming through, do they let Dylan go and earn, earn the most amount of money he's ever going to earn? Or do they have a really good 5'8 coming through their you know, They do have a young player. In, I can't remember his name, though, 5'8. Yeah, so... They've got plenty of young kids coming yeah. through. So it'll be what's coming through. Now, if, if without any knowledge of what's coming through at the moment, if you solely base it on what's happening now, I would take Dylan Edwards. There you go. You heard it from a former Penrith land legend, Scott Sattler, suggesting uh, the Panthers should get rid of Luai. No. no, no that's I'm what not I saying heard. That at all. That's what I heard. Because my son works at Penrith <laughs> and he reckons Romy. He calls him Romy now, not right. Jerome. Oh, right. Okay. He calls him Romy. Yeah. He said Romy's one of the most. Beautiful human beings he's ever met. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah my daughter loves him on TikTok too, Aria, the <laughs> evil twin. <laughs> Mate, those kids wouldn't know anything if it wasn't for TikTok. Yeah, like, my daughter's like that as well. She's 21. She says to me, oh, did you know that so-and-so player has done this, this, and this? I went, I haven't read that on Fox Sports. And she said, no, no, it's, it's on, on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, like, but the worst thing to happen in social media this week was Taylor Swift becoming single. I haven't heard, stopped hearing about that. <laughs> Quickly, before we go to a break, uh, some injuries. We've got Josh Adokar will miss eight weeks with a syndemosis injury, uh, which he did at a core stadium. His teammate, Viliami Kikia, ruptured pec. 14 weeks. 14 weeks. Yeah. yeah, we'll hear a bit more about that from Max King when we have a have a chat to him. Geez, bad luck for the Bulldogs here, mm. isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. Absolutely it is. Um, and on top of that, it was Jaden Braley and Adam Dewey. Jaden Braley, second time he's done his knee. How Adam Dewey's that? third time he's done his knee. So, yeah, a lot of headaches for some cl- few clubs there. This is Off the Bench NRL. Uh, We're going to review Thursday Night Footy. Max King also still to come. 
More Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your cancer? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Forty out from the Rabbitohs line goes high. Test here for Tane Mill. Was it a knockback? He certainly touched it. Scooped up by the Dolphins in Robert Jennings. Yeah, six to go here for the Dolphins. Big opportunity. Oh. They've got the short side. They go the short side. They're going to score. Breaker <laughs> Lee. The Dolphins. Start. Well, that is fantastic. They've scored already. Two minutes in. In fact, it's you and Aiken who scored. And the Dolphins are over. They're only a few metres away, centre field. Ilias, decoy there from Colomatangi. And then eventually Mitchell Campbell, Graham, and South Sydney respond. It's taken a while, but they're over the Rabbitohs. Graham scores. 6-4, kick to cast. Oh. Now Aitken from dummy half, showing brute strength. And now Marshall King sells some candy like a thief of the night. Jeremy Marshall King plants it down for the Dolphins' second. Wrapped up the ball. Franco Lee needed to for the Dolphins. Now back towards Moale, last play. Ilias Crossfield. Graham, Graham takes it, scores. They'll check this. Dolphins player went down. As Klein points to the spot, they will check this, but for now, Graham has scored for the Rabbitohs. Ilias for South Sydney, Walker, and here they go, Tass, he's got support on the outside, but Johnston, can he get away from Asako? Back to Tass, came off his tummy, Walker claiming the try, surely Tass has knocked that on. Oh, they're going to give it. Claiming the try, Klein's awarded it. There's Mitchell with the conversion, 20 points to 14 as Mitchell converts. Off the back of the penalty, South Sydney by six, 21 and a half minutes remaining. And here they go with Tass on the outside. Alex Johnson, he won't need him, Isaiah Tass. And Tass is over in the corner. The Rabbitohs have yet another, and they can smell victory here at Suncourt Stadium. Walker, and here's Latrell Mitchell. Too much strength. He's too strong. They cannot stop him. And Mitchell scores to rub salt into the wounds of the Dolphins as the crowd is silenced. Out the back again, Walker, Asako came out of his line, and Alex Johnston, he is a try-scoring machine! And Johnston has another, that is his 169th career try, the leading all-time South Sydney Rabbitoh try-scorer. Look out, Ken Irvine, here he comes! <laughs> Full-time here at Suncorp Stadium as the siren sounds, and South Sydney with their fourth win of the season. That's now three wins in their last four games. They moved to four and three, defeating the Dolphins 36 points to 14. A 30 points to nil second half from South Sydney. A double to Campbell Graham. Tries to Walker, Tass, Mitchell, Alex Johnston. And the Dolphins, Marshall King and Aitken, the try scorers, 36 points to 14. The final score in what turned out, gents, to be an emphatic South Sydney victory. Yeah, great call by Jury Forbes, yourself and the Rat last night at Suncorp Stadium. Who was running hot? Thanks to Ream, manufacturing in Australia for over 80 years. Can I, can I throw someone in? He's a good caller. Uh, Forbes, he's good. Jury uh, Forbes, really good caller. Can I throw out who's running hot? Yep. What about Campbell Graham? After He scored the first two tries last night for the Rabbitohs. He did. That one was in the first half, one in the second half. That was five on a trot, on the trot. Yeah, last He scored three, the last, last three, three yeah. yeah. So he's running hot. He's got to be in contention for a state of origin 
perhaps starting spot? Yeah, he, no, he probably missed out because of Trebojevic and, and Latrell if they're fit in the centres. Or bench, I mean. Um, probably wouldn't carry an outside back on the okay, bench. Okay, we'll just poo-poo my whole idea. But Don't worry about it. He's definitely in calculations the way that he's playing. Defensively, he is outstanding. Um, could he possibly get a wing position? Yeah, because he's when he brings the ball back, he brings it back like a – your wingers need to be like back rowers, front rowers. They need to bend the line. And um, that's well, where you, with that O'Carr out, maybe there is an opportunity yeah, for him to play on the wing. There's him, there's Suali'i, who may get a, mm. get a chop on the wing as well. So Brian Tottenham will be one winger, you know, that with the with the Penrith connection. So uh, he was outstanding, Campbell Graham, last night. Yeah, what about Cody? Cody Walker scored one try, uh, three try assists. Second half was all about, was all about Cody. Uh, he was outstanding. Um, he set up... Uh, Oh, Alex Johnston's try, his only try last night, which I've got to say puts him 43 tries now, just short of Ken Irvine at 212. Now, many people think 43 tries. That's a lot of tries. But when you're a winger and you've still got three or four years left in your career, mm. you've really only got to score maybe 13 or 14 tries, barring injury you know, here and there. Um, yeah, but uh, running hot for him last night for me, South Sydney bench. The other ones, they turned it in, in favour of South last night. Arrow, Mawali, Jed Cartwright, and um, and also uh, Big uh, Fafita. Yep. All righty. Hot water needs replacing. Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Max King joins us next on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. into the end goal and it is your first NRL try for Max King. Jeez, we've had to go back into the archives uh, to pull out a Max King try when he's back playing for the gold. His other try came uh, with the Storm. None for the Bulldogs yet, but... Uh, One of the great human beings of rugby league, this young man. Yeah, Max King. Kingy is joining <laughs> us on Sports. Max, we've got some great questions for you today, mate. Welcome to the show. Hey, boys. G'day. How are you? Thanks for having me on. No, yeah, no, I was paying attention to that. I would have figured that's from the archives, that one. That certainly is from the archives. That's been preserved. That's how old the piece of audio <laughs> uh, is, mate. So hopefully you'll get your third try and some this year. Now, you normally play in the back row, Locke. Uh, any, chance you, any chance you could be playing on the wing or any other positions? There's about 11 available at the moment, the Bulldogs, with all the injuries. Yeah, there's a few. I might have to um, take it up with zero. Um, it has been a, it's been a while. It's been a drought between um, tries. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's great really community getting behind people like Alex Twile. And um, yeah, I don't think I'm too far behind him. So um, my grandma actually always texts me, and she's always texting me for a bit of pocket money. You know, back in the old days, you know, like when you're playing up as a kid and you, you score a try, you get five bucks or whatever. She's always texting me saying um, the five bucks is there waiting for her and she's been waiting a couple of seasons now. But, um, yeah, mate, I don't, think, I don't think positionally, I don't think I'm cut out for too much else aside from just yeah, in the front row. So it is what it is. I'll just have to keep waiting. That five dollars will come under the salary cap if she does pay it to you. Yeah, she's got wingers. He's got winger blood in him because he's got, of course his his grandfather Johnny King is one of the famous wingers for the Dragons for a lot of years. I played with his dad Dave King at the Gold Coast, one of the funny men of rugby league. Dave King. Now, 
before we talk about rugby league, Maxie, okay, I want to ask you a serious question. You're about to get married, and I just want to know how you were able to um, entice a young lady who is you are batting so far oh. above every human average that's ever, ever happened. The like, highest in the NRL. You know, they used to always say a Merrin, Trent Merrin, when he was going out with Sally Fitzgibbon. They're yes. now going to call it yeah, a Max yeah, King. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, over to you. Mate, she's actually sitting next to me. I'm glad I, you're not on my own speaker because I'm going to tie up. Um, oh, what, what pulled her over? I don't know. Nice guys win. Um, <laughs> right? Nice guys win. Yeah, nice guys. You know what? Drawing on the old NRL card, you know, it, it works from time to time. It just wants to suck it in. <laughs> wow. We might have to interview her. We actually, actually, hate actually, you know what, to be honest, we met up We met up in church. So, yeah, she must have just thought, you know, nice guys win. And I climbed her over the first couple of dates. And, um, yeah, she's been starstruck ever since. I actually said to her, I'm a bit of a, I call myself the snake's venom. Like, if, you, if you're happy with me and, you know, want a snake bite, the venom, you know, it just, once I've got you, you just you're under the venom, yeah. She's, and and that's how how it's been ever since. She's just yeah under the venom, and she's she's more she's a happy fiance. The venom. Oh, maybe we should talk to Christy uh, and and talk to her about that venom. We we're just hoping for a really quick answer, but you've managed to milk that for two minutes. It's one of the best answers I've heard. <laughs> it's one of the best answers I've heard. We might get Christy on after this, actually, ask her a couple of questions. But um, hey, Maxie, uh, obviously known you for a long time. And I've loved watching you play. And, um, and I've always loved the part of your game, which is your offload. Not a lot of front rollers in the game get the opportunity to offload. I know it's a huge part of your game. Is, is Cameron Seraldo, is he, is he the sort of coach that promotes that part of your game? Yeah, he is. Um, and there was one on the weekend that hit and there was one that didn't hit, you know, and I'm the first one to sort of walk in on Monday going, yeah, that's my bad and stick my hand up. But um, we had, like, individual reviews and, um, he actually gave me, even on the weekend, gave me a lot of reassurance of, hey, like, um, he, yeah, he backs me in that area and he's never going to criticise a player where, you know, if if, he, if you back yourself with the skill and you know you've got it and you practice it at training, just go for it. And obviously things happen on the field that, you know, you come off and you regret and you wish you didn't throw or, or whatever it might be. But it's good to have that reassurance uh, from Ciro and, yeah, he's been, uh, it, yeah, it's great to have him in my corner with that. Now, Jacob Preston, I want to ask you a little bit about him, but before I, I get a little bit of background about, I know he's from Sydney and um, and played over in the Northern Beaches sort of area around that Wallara area, I think it was. But in saying that, um, did he ever get charged by the match review committee for eye gouging you when you did your eye? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to mention his haircut. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't. The, the eye gouge, no, there, was, there wasn't. I came in the sheds and obviously my eyes busted. And the physio's there saying, oh, like making a big deal um, about his finger. And his finger, <laughs> like, so um, his finger that eye gouged me, he, he ended up dislocating his finger and um, he's got all, he had to get it restitched um, the other day. Again, it's all split um, in, between his, in between two of his knuckles. So oh. his fingers ended up worse than my eyeball. <laughs> wow. Speaking of um, terrible injuries, Viliami Kikau, well, mm. hearing reports today, mate, he's out for about 14 weeks with that torn pec. No good, obviously. You know, kicks will be missed. Um, and, you know, coming back off the back of the head knock, it was, it's funny. We actually, uh, it was just a light skills day. And um, I guess 
rugby league being the sport it is and the nature of it, it was I was there when he done it. It was just a, you know, just stuck his arm out and um, the way it, you know with the movement and whatnot, torn pec. So um, yeah, I mean, injury wise, we haven't had much luck, especially with our forward pack. But um, in saying that, you know, there's been some shining lights that has come sort of come through and like Jake Preston, you know. We get a couple back this week with uh, Ray, Fatella Mariner, and um, Tavita Pengai. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It does suck, you know. And I think, if anything, it's sort of showing a bit of grit, you know, from the lads who have stepped up, you know, that next man up mentality. And, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, it can be the same again. Whoever fills his position on the weekend. I, was, I heard an interview with Sean O'Sullivan, who, you know, tore his peck as well. Mm. And he was saying it is incredibly painful. Like it, it, it has to be one of the most painful injuries. And he, he said it's been three weeks. He hasn't even been able to go to bed because he can't lay down with a torn pec. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they're pretty. Yeah, wow. Well, it, yeah. In saying that, like I seen there when he did it. I remember uh, he finished the session. Yeah, like he, he, he walked up. You know, the physios treated him and that. And I seen him after the session. Yeah, I stuck on his on his chest. And I said, oh, it's something nothing. Like. When you tear your peck, obviously you know about it. And he was just like lying on the ground, got up and just straight faced and didn't hear a moan or anything from him. So I said, oh, yeah, usually they're pretty bad. Um, and, yeah, ended up obviously being a full rupture. So, yeah, I don't think he sort of won the show paying old kicks. Yeah, tough to see. Now, Josh Adokar, we love watching him from a fan from the outside. Is he as infectious inside, behind the curtain, things that we don't see? Is he always like that? Is he, is he always on? He's always on, and um, even the last couple of days, like he's never, he's never had an injury. Like obviously, you know, he cuts in this most, which is bad luck as well. He's never had an injury before, um, so he's been, he's come in, you know, last couple of days, he's getting treatment and whatnot, and he's always on. And you've seen it. I've seen a different side in the last couple of days. He's been an absolute punish. So I feel sorry for those physios that are in there. His um, missus at home would be having a handful at the moment. I think he's a bit of a <laughs> Um, princess with his treat with his recovery. Um, he's he's just as loud, but it's just yeah. In terms of like what he's needed and, and and treatment and whatnot, he's been a punish the last couple of days. He's coming to train, and so um, he's great to have. He's great to have in the joint, and yeah, even in, even through injury and whatnot, it's I feel like it's still important for him to be coming in and sort of showing that energy at training. Is he refer to himself in the third person a bit? <laughs> he does, yeah. He calls himself the fox. That's okay, great. Before we let you go, Maxie, you've been great. Um, We're going to talk to Christy yet, too. Oh, you would th- actually, actually, before we do this, can you throw Christy on, please? Yeah, let me let me throw on loudspeaker. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, so he's got to hear the question. Yeah, 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 yeah Control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi, Christy. Hello, now, you're here with Jason and Sats from Sports Day, and um, I've been fortunate enough hey, to know Maxie ever since he was a teenager. Now, um, congratulations on the um, the upcoming married uh, wedding. Oh, thanks so much. It is all exciting. It honestly is so exciting. Something to look forward to for sure. Okay, can you answer this question about Max? Will he play any role in the planning of the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we're getting married in like, it's less than six months, I think, at this point. And as for the planning, um, yeah, not too sure how much planning he'll be doing, but it's going to be this off season, so... Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay, worst habit. Worst habit. Ooh. He Come bites on. his nails, which is so gross. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm in that category. What is, is he a snorer or a non-snorer? <laughs> oh well, we don't live together, so I, I mean, oh, oh my! But the worst thing probably would be like he leaves skids on my toilet. <laughs> that's gross. Oh, that's, that's gold. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's gross. What? Well done. That is well disgusting, as yeah. Sats would say. Yeah. Now listen, I'm, like, I'm being a bit too busy. Yep. No, we love that. Uh, yeah. And listen, it, it's okay. Uh, just blink twice if you need help because <laughs> we still can't believe he's jagged someone like you. Yeah. You're getting a little bit creepy now, Jason. Hey, mate. Right. Okay. Mm. Let's move on then. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. Um, <laughs> one, more, one more thing I want to no, ask yep. before, we, before we let you go. Another crowd favourite, the Bulldogs, and I love seeing him run out back at the dogs, Josh Reynolds. We know the crowd love him, the fans love him. What's he like around the club as well? Uh, he's been great. He um, he's he's such a personality in itself as well. I I, I didn't realise what a great bloke and a great like to, a great bloke to be around until he sort of came back in there. Obviously, you see um, his personality on the field, um, but off it, he's he's a legend and he's been great as well. You know, a great a young young team, young club like with, with in terms of like the players here. He's been great. You know, sort of instilling a bit of that old dog's passion um, mm. and losing Josh Jackson last year uh, this year sorry uh, he, I felt like he was that sort of OG sort of bulldogs um, through and through kind of guy and we, losing Jacko we sort of had no one else you know there's been some great inclusions but like in terms of um, knowing the area from Belmore and, and that he's been a great inclusion and I think to be honest I mean you'd have to speak to Gus and that, but the, like initially, I think like plans-wise, he was just in there, you know, to sort of to be in that, to be a good influence and to sort of share that passion of the club and whatnot. I don't think anyone sort of pictured him playing, and then um, yeah, he was just training the house down in pre-season and ended up getting that top thirty spot, and um, yeah, to sort of be playing uh, this weekend and last weekend, and you know, in the trials and whatnot. Yeah, you know, it's it's cool to sort of run out with him. Yeah, he's a perfect yeah, yeah. man for this scenario when you've got so many injuries and so many young guys for a, an old head like him just to guide you through those. He's a, he's a calming influence. Uh, Maxi King, we've got a lot of listeners around Newcastle, especially around the, the, uh, the Maitland district where you're in a your former West Maitland, Wallaroo, your junior club, and I know your family still live out that way. So uh, to all the Novocastrians listening, um, and good luck. 4.05 kickoff against Parramatta, Combank Stadium, Sunday night. Um, Maxi King, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Good on you. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Christy says thanks. And, um, <laughs> yeah, she's got me beauty there. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Certainly is. We're getting closer to to the winter carnival, which is getting exciting. It's our winter carnival is heating up. Queensland is the place to race this year. What are you real really gambling with, Chris Nelson? Hello, mates. Jace, how are you going? Yeah, very good. I'm excited about uh, and Sats is here as well. I'm excited Sats? about Nelson, uh, right? racing uh, this weekend. Before we do any news for us, before we get to your tips. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a big weekend of racing in Queensland. It's not quite the start of the Winter Carnival, but a couple of listed races being the Daybreak Lover and the Ascot Handicap later in the day sort of tells us that we're not far away. 
and I think it's around the last Saturday of this month we have the Victory Stakes. And then after that, we head into to the uh, Sunshine Coast for the Hollandale meeting, which is normally at the Gold Coast. And then things really start to heat up, guys. Week after that, I think it's the Doombin 10,000. 10, so it all comes up very, very quickly as soon as this Sydney Carnival's over, which is basically tomorrow. So I say Saturday. How are we looking this weekend, Nelson? You got anything uh, for us? Yeah, I have. Just for you, Sats, I've got a couple of good bets. Now, I'm going to go a bit around the place here. Mm-hmm. I think the best bet for the whole weekend comes up at Randwick. And it's race seven, number two, Militarise in the Champagne Stakes. Won the uh, size a couple of weeks ago. I think it'll bolt in again. So very keen on it. Race seven, number two. Uh, and I'll go to, I'll come back to uh, Eagle Farm, but I'll, I'll take you all the way to Sunday. Sunshine Coast, race four, number three, Deep Clean. I think is a, a horse that's ready to win a race. So she's only lightly raced and she put the riding on the wall last start. So stick with those two as the, the two best of the entire weekend. Couple at Eagle Farm, race one, number eight, Headwall, race two, number five, Biscayne Bay, and race eight, number 11, Speak Up. So that should keep you guys busy for the weekend. Hey, I'll tell you what else might keep us busy is the $4 million quokka yeah. uh, happening in WA. Now, I'm sure, uh, I know it's nothing the to quokka. do with ra- racing queens, and it's a big race over there, mm-hmm. but SEN has a horse. We bought a slot. So it's one of those yeah. slot races. Yeah, okay. It is. So, it's a $4 million race too, Jase. Yeah, so, so yeah, can, now, Kem. Kementari is the horse. Yeah. It's a very good Godolphin horse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's the horse, of course, that went to um. Went he's to the stud. horse, of course. Oh, I know. I was going to say that. Maybe think of Mr. Ed. <laughs> That's very good, mate. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If Callum was on the ball, you'd have you a Mr. Ed clip going there. Uh, we'll chuck that in later. But anyway, what were you saying about Kementari? He's uh, he's the horse that went to uh, stud and uh, didn't. Uh, Fair too well at stud and came back as a race horse and he's won a couple of races. He's he's always been that sort of an enigma. He's been a hard horse to catch, but this is the sort of race he could bob up in. So uh, let's hope he does for uh, for our sake for SEN having the slot there. And of course, the Queensland representation is Uncommon James, who will jump from a wide gate. So that's going to be a cracking race, the Quokka. Yeah. So Uncommon James, the Queensland horse, any chance? And what about the yeah. SEN horse, Kamantari? Any chance? Uh, each way, Kementari. I think Uncommon James will be very, very hard to beat. I think he's, I think he's top class, Uncommon James. And if he is, he'll need to go close to winning that. And uh, he has to offset a wide gate to do so. But look, with a bit of luck in running, I think he can. All right. Um, and of course, if you're listening, you're having problems. If you've been put out to stud and it doesn't quite work out, there are other options. All right, what, as, as Nelson just yes, that's right. Come back as a. <laughs> Run, just run, is probably the uh, the advice Chris Nelson's giving you. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Is it racingqueensland.com.au? And what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's hope it's a successful weekend, Nelson. Good luck. I'm sure it will be, guys. Have a great weekend. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.